and so this team's going to be built on uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth all right and when you punch us back we're going to smile at you and when you knock us down we're going to get up and on the way up we're going to bite a kneecap off all right and we're going to stand up and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down all right and on the way up we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down and when we do we're going to take another hunk out of you before before long we're going to be the last one standing and we going to smile when we do it my mama the detroit lions are for real Woo! MCDC getting me fired up for this week 11 episode of Hank's Hot Takes. What's up, fellas? So glad to be back. Uh, wish it was under different circumstances, but Dirty Flip Flops just continues to slide. Uh, we'll get into all of that. Um, week 10 um, review. We have a new segment that we're going to jump into. Uh, week 11 picks. We're going to get bring the Hank's Hot Takes parlay back. Lots to get into here with only four games left in the regular season. So let's jump in while things are hot. And speaking of hot, bringing on a man that is biting kneecaps. He's fighting. He's doing everything he can to get the cards dealt his way. I'm talking about Grouch's Royal Flush, the one and only Tolliver Rogers. What's up, T? HD, what's good? Um, like enjoying the show with a smile. Yeah, tall. You're you're five and five. Um, six. Yeah, we're there. Yes, you are, man. It's been a it's been a minute since the. The Rodgers camp has been in this situation, but with four games to go, you are certainly in the thick of things. You'll make it on the you'll make it on the graphic of in the hunt. Um, so, but before we even jump into the, the Grouch's fantasy team, give give the boys an update. What, what what's new in in Tal's world? Uh, not a whole, whole you know cool seventy five and. Overcast here, a little chilly uh, down in Tampa, but that's okay. Still out there in the tank top with the dog every night, um, so that's nice. Um, you know, on the job hunt every day, you know, looking for that next one. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to live life. We obviously, pretty well-known facts, we made the Bucks lions game. That one did not end well for me in the car ride home, and we'll leave her there. Um, but hell of a win. A lot of fans in the crowd, tailgating everywhere, hell of a time. Um, couldn't really in the stadium. You couldn't really tell who was the home team just because after every play, there's you know it's pretty fifty-fifty split. Tampa's got some good fans now that they've been good, so um, they're holding on to the Brady years a little hard right now. So, um, but yeah, no man, good down here, and uh, yeah, no no complaints. Uh, that that's incredible. Yeah, I mean it, it was a wonderful twenty to six win, and I mean. Tal, you, you know I'm going to ask you, what, what do you mean the car ride wasn't so friendly on, on the way home after that W? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I had uh, quite a bit to drink that day, and uh, the tailgate lot was, you know, good old field, so uh, rolling out on the bumps and all that stuff, I, you know, had to lean out the window for a ways, so, um, <laughs> you know, just like 
you know, good old college days getting spins. Yeah, we, we, we've certainly all been there and I, I guess no better way to celebrate a win. Um, and speaking of wins, I mean, don't look now, but Groucher's Royal flush on a little bit of a streak here. Uh, five and five right right in the mix in the three rivers division so we'll do a we'll do a quick standings update and then kind of jump into the um week 10 uh review week 10 in review so um we have our two playoff berths that were um matt munzel and toe knife matt moves up to eight and three um nestled in and the driver's seat for uh, a potential buy out of the three rivers up two with four to play. Uh, Jeffy B notches that very important seventh win to avoid any six win um, chaos that may ensue. Well, will likely ensue. So Jeffy B's up to seven and three. He got can't sleep, need more players on a four game heater. He jumps up to six and four you have a three-way tie for five and five. Uh, you got Juice in the Drought, Backwoods Cleopatra, and the very own Grouch's Royal Flush. Following up, Dirty Flip Flops and myself and Hey Hey Captain Jack at four and six. And two teams on on their last leg here to try and keep things alive. Uh, Summer Breeze, three and seven. Bullfrog, three and Seven. Tall, what do you think? Pick a game from week 10 and let's just jump right into things here. Um, Yeah, hang on. I got to pull the scoreboard up. If you want to go first, if you got it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll touch briefly on my game because it, it was certainly a doozy. Um, we actually had a little bit of a grape watch. As we went into Monday night, um, I had James Cook left, and I was trailing by 13.8 or so. Um, And if anyone was watching the Monday night game, the first play from the line of scrimmage, James Cook uh, catches a little bubble pass out of the backfield, proceeds to fumble it. So that's a minus two. Uh, And then I ended up losing by little more than one point uh heartbreaking there um in the earlier sunday window uh tyler boyd dropped a wide open touchdown which i'm sure you probably could have used with joe shiesty uh nevertheless dirty flip-flops puts up a a really good fight without uh tua and tyreek however it still ends with a loss um, Jeff, Jeff with a great win, one twenty point two to one nineteen point oh four. Yeah, that one's pretty brutal. Um, been there before on both sides of it. I think at some point, and it, it hurts when you're on the wrong end of it. Yeah, and look at Jeff's team. Just, just you know, I think everyone kind of shied away from Camara at the start and prime year for him to land back with Jeff and just ever since he's been back, he's doing his thing. Yeah. And, and it was the the hardest part, uh, granted, you know, watching staying up on Monday night, wasn't great to end up losing by that much, but you, 
watching the Lions game, you know, priority one is the Honolulu Blue. You're cheering for a W, and all the while, Keenan Allen is absolutely just Swiss cheesing our defense. So it was just, it was just the worst case scenario where the Lions are continually in a ball game at the hand of Keenan Allen, who went for you know 200 plus in two tutties. So uh, a, a very tough loss for Dirty Flip Flops. We we are sliding like like we're going out of style here. Hoping to turn it around in week 11, but it's we're, we're running out of road here and going to need to make something happen fast with Justin Jefferson still kind of looking like he might be on the outs. Um, but a great win for Jeff. Um, still working through quarterbacks. Uh, he did have Kyler on his bench, but uh, Jeff will certainly take that one. Speaking of taking W's, Tal, uh, I mean, if – if there was ever a sign that this could potentially be your time to run, it was the fact that the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Dolphins all had a bye this week. Talk me through your game with Cook. Yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah, I touched on it last week. That's pretty much as close to a royal flush as it gets um, by week fantasy opponent. So um, definitely happy to catch him and you know i i knew even without that like somehow i'm gonna be in a game i don't really have a game right now that can get my highest scoring week so touchdowns and definitely worried headed into monday night yeah and back didn't really know what to expect. And then the Bills defense against Denver just as, was a scary thought, especially at home. Yeah, I, I mean, was I never really, I, I wasn't too worried about uh, Shakir, the Buffalo receiver, but I could, I, I could just kind of see one of those like Bills, like, you know, 25 spots. But fortunately, it Cook, didn't happen. And, and Cook, you know, you, you tip your cap that he still put up a hundred burger was, wasn't even the lowest score um, for the week. Um, a, 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 you know, an, an impressive attempt to try and win one without, you know, without let's say five of your starting players. And um, you never, you, you don't make the schedule and you don't complain, you know, when the, when the cards are dealt your way tall. So um, a great win. Um, 121 was good to beat more than 80% of the league, it would have beaten everybody but one person this week. So got to be feeling good about that. Certainly headed down the stretch here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Feel good. Rolling. Got enough. So um, yeah, I'm going to charge forward here. And I mean, the benefit on Cook's side, like, yeah, it sucks to drop, but he's still right in the thick of it. And now he's got, you know, in the next four games, he doesn't worry about it after this. Yeah, super good point. Um, so then moving on to Summer Breeze versus Juice in the Drought. Um, Brett takes this one. Brett and Javi end up splitting the series between their two games that they played during the season. And, you know, I think even though I picked Javi to win this one, 
<laughs> I feel as a as a collective league, we are very happy with Brett kind of taking care of Summer Breeze, or I, maybe we should rephrase it and Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs kind of laying an egg there Monday night. Um, it felt like Havy was starting to gain some momentum and going to be a a potential playoff team, if not a playoff problem. And Brett almost closes the door on the season for Summer Breeze. Granted, you know, he could still rip off three of the next four and, you know, still have himself a shot at this. So far from over for Summer Breeze, but juicing the drought with a great $8 ad of Joshua Dobbs, who looks good that's a little concerning as a lions fan too maybe it's a a little bit of a flash in the pan but what what do you think joshua dobbs juice in the drought tall that that's a that's a good win for brett yeah yeah much needed i was kind of split rooting for this one just because i mean Havlin's always going to be dangerous no matter where he's at but personally and selfishly I'm, i'm in not a great point situation so i need all the wins i can get and the people around me to lose so i I was kind of torn on my uh who i was rooting for there but yeah um you know as long as jalen hurts knee is all right you know dobbs is a good one to have in reserve just because yeah it looks like he's running around i don't think i still don't think minnesota will be a threat to detroit and real football but uh yeah i don't know i Brett's team is like scary good when they're on. Yeah, I've I've poked at juice and the drought enough this season, so I I, I will simply say, Brett, great win, advancing to five and five. Um, Did it without Jalen Hurts. Uh, I I don't imagine Rasheed Rice and Rice Freeman were huge parts of his offensive plan, even if they weren't on a bye. So. Brett gets it done, 108 to 96. Um, and then in our next matchup, we had our highest score of the week. So $20 staying home uh, in the commissioner's office. Uh, can't sleep, need more players. 157 over Backwoods, Cleopatra, 119. Tall, take this one away, man. Yep, uh, Mike Evans, another big game for Mo there. Um, just not enough. Um, Hawkinson is good when he's healthy. Um, but yeah, now the Dak Prescott's got the hot hand. He's got to have most points the last three weeks or whatever it is uh, in fantasy and um, really clicking with CD Lamb. So that stack seems to be, uh, you know, the strongest one right now. Uh, maybe behind years with Tua and Tyreek, but um, yeah, no, uh, Kamish got himself a team again right there. Montgomery and Gibbs doesn't really seem to matter anymore. Like they're both going to get their fair share of touches and, um, you know, watching Montgomery rip off the 75 yard touchdown is impressive. So that just proves he's scary from everywhere too, um, especially with our offensive line and uh, Quentin Johnson finally looked, uh, you know, pretty decent. I know, you know, line secondary is obviously a little sketchy with no pass rush right now, but um, 
you know, they, they need a number two behind Allen. So, you know, if, if that hits for him, he's going to be a, a tough matchup here down the stretch. Um, and then, you know, RB2 is a little light, but that's, oh, I guess he flexed Montgomery, so that makes sense. But, um, yeah, tough one for Mo. Obviously, everyone had the votes against him to start the year and, you know, came out hot. And we'll, we'll have to see Saquon's been in a little bit of a drought, so he needs him back bad. Yeah, it, it's a great point. And over this four-game winning streak for Van Hoof, um, Dak has scored 117 points and CeeDee Lamb has scored 107. So in th- those two alone, combining for 224 points over these last four matchups, uh, I mean, no, no wonder. Um, no wonder you're, you've won four straight. That is, I mean, it's 70 points. It's 70-plus points from two guys. Um, it's going to be a monumental task for any team to to beat that. And nothing against Mo. I mean, 119 is a top five score this week um not that that's you know phenomenal but it's not bottom four or bottom five you know he's not doing anything incorrect still still playing well and ran into a bit of a buzzsaw with that Dallas team so Van Hoof edges a very important sixth win um Mo still hunting for one more. I, I imagine he'll get it again. CMC, Saquon, and Lamar. There, there's a win saved up in there somewhere. So, good, good for Van Hoof. Not too concerned about Mo at, at least through week ten. Um, and then, who do we have left? Tall. We got Toe Knife and Bullfrog. Yeah. Uh, yes, we do. Perfect. So, um, from. <laughs> From our picks, from Jeff and I's picks last week, um, I went two and two. Uh, both Jeff and I had Tall over Cook, which nicely done. Tall, tip my cap to you. And then I had Munzel over Skyver. Um, I said it felt chalky just because it's the best team in Three Rivers against arguably the worst team in Four Rivers. So I, so I just took the favorite, and and the favorite did what he needed to do. Um, Skyver has, he's been dealing with the Bijan thing. Um, Bijan finally found pay dirt, which is great. Um, albeit he had to start Tyler Algier as well. Um, definitely some managerial, um, confusion might be the wrong word, but frustrations and, and that can, that can lead to tinkering. Um, nothing that he really could have done differently, but uh, you know, when when things are going poorly, you try to force force the issue. Granted, um, C.J. Stroud has been a phenomenal pickup for Team Bullfrog. Um, just not getting the support he needs out of Calvin Ridley, which has been a sore spot all year uh, for Skyver and um, Sam Laporta was quiet in a game that had almost 90 points. So. Um, tough it's a tough loss and and if you're Munzel it's yeah you almost hope you're not wasting all of your good effort here down the stretch you know maybe cool off for a few weeks um Herbert that's the most Chargers loss ever uh 
41 to 38 chargers charger boys get all of their points amon ross st brown um i i texted munzel during the lions game he has got to be the most fun fantasy football player to have right now tall just because he's a lion got glue for hands and is just always there on third down for our for our boys yeah i mean it's awesome i got him in uh one of my well my work league that i'm doing and it's just fucking phenomenal he nailed it on the head with being a lion just Mr. Consistent, like, you know, I I was surprised at the $50 going rate, I think it was, at auction. But, I mean, I think his worst game this season is, like, 13 points. So, it's like, that's, you know, that that's a flex guy's, like, good game if he doesn't find the end zone. So, now super fun to watch. Um, yeah, t- tough one for Bullfrog, just... Um, you know, I'm kind of surprised he didn't go with uh, JSN and the flex over, you know, both Atlanta running backs. But I, it, unfortunately, it really didn't matter what he did in this one. Uh, toe knife, you know, pulled it out. And, um, you know, like you said, hopefully he's not wasting it all now. But I will say if there's a time to rest the starters and get them ready for the playoffs, it's going to be week 13. When uh, me and Munzel repeat, I'll go ahead and, you know, run out there and, you know, maybe take them out in the first half. That's fine with me. Yeah, I I, I, I love the style of thinking and, and from a more like football side of things for Muns, the Chargers, the Jaguars, um, I'm actually going to leave the Lions and the 49ers out of this, so the Chargers, the Jaguars, and the Vikings, and maybe even the Commanders, um, which comprises a lot of Munn's team, are all teams actively hunting playoff spots still. You know, they're not out in front like a San Francisco or, you know, obviously the Lions are in a great position in the NFC. Um, so he's got guys, and I, I don't imagine there'll be a lot of benching, but, you know, you it, it happens every year, you know, I started four in a row and, and I've slid now five straight it, fantasy football can be a game of runs. And Monzella has put together one of the better um, starts through 10 games that we've seen here on Hank's hot takes. Uh, and uh, as a, as a Munzel fan, I, I got my Munzel pennant here in, in, in the headquarters in the studio um, rooting for him. Just, just hope that Ember never burns out. <laughs> Oh, perfect. Wouldn't expect anything different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Got around with my boys. So that was week 10. Now we're going to do a couple of things different than we normally do. Got kind of a new segment here. But before we do, I'm I'm curious, and, and you can share as much or as little as you'd like. But Tall, you're in the top three thus far in total moves on the season and you lead the league in trades. You were a part of three way trade. I can't remember the last time we've had one of those tall seems like you're being a lot more aggressive than maybe in years past. Is that because you're in the hunt? Is this a new strategy we're seeing share with me as much as you'd, as you'd like. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of all started on draft day. Like I wanted a stack. So the Lawrence Burrow trade just made sense. And I mean, as soon as auction closes, the money doesn't matter anymore. So yeah, kind of forget it. And then, um, you know, just starting the season 0-2 was tough because um, I was making a charge in week two on Cook on Monday night. Like Nick Chubb was about to punch it in, and that would have brought me within three, like early in the first half. And then, you know, his leg went sideways. So uh, right then I knew I was in trouble and then uh, stole a win week three. And then all of a sudden you're there at one and four again for like the fucking fourth, fifth year in a row, something crazy like that. I think last year was like 0-7 or something ridiculous. So it's like right there, it's kind of like, all right, went top heavy, you know, with receivers. I thought we're going to do it, but it just wasn't happening. And I'm just sick of fucking winning three games a year. So decided, um, you know, it's going to be the year. Might as well make moves. I got to win now. And yeah, sitting there week five, me and Havlin, I think we're both one and four at that point. It's like, fuck, like I'm destined to lose this game. Like if I lose this game, it's all over. So um, stole that win and knew I needed some depth. And I just, I, and I know what everyone was thinking when they saw that trade go through. Cause here's tall trading fucking Devontae Adams and a chain after, you know, three breakout games and he was hitting IR though. So like, I need to win now. Uh, so just did it, but. You know, I mean, the guys I got from that trade, like Gibbs, Deontay Johnson, Zay Flowers, they've all found the end zone for me. Um, you know, turned T. Higgins into Javante Williams, which kind of worked out for me great with how that's going. I don't, you know, I'm four and one since the trade, that big blockbuster, and was happy to add Dalton Schultz today. The Goddard problem is real again this year, uh, late in the season. So just doing everything possible to, you know, stay in the hunt, like five and five, just, you know, every little thing. I mean, we still got, you know, what, 36 hours to trade time. So you never know what might pop up, but uh, now just staying in the hunt. And, you know, part of it, I think is the way the punishment has now gone. You know, we've always talked about, you know, wanting to have more trades in the league. So like, why not try a new strategy in season? And now that there's not like such a brutal thing, like set in stone on the line, like why not try, you know, a different strategy? Because if it doesn't work out, hey, I won three games again and probably I'll stay out of it because I'll have guys that are going to be those fill-ins toward the end of the year as the playoff chase, you know, teams get knocked out like you mentioned earlier. So, um, but no, I'm liking my squad right now. I like our chances, but it's going to come down to wins because, you know, I'm at least, you know, I'm a couple hundred points behind almost everybody. So uh, I don't think I'm catching anyone on points. I, wow. You, you hit, you hit so many nails on the head there. Um, I, I, I think one, you're, you're absolutely right. It's if I'm sitting in your shoes and again, I don't have a mug, so it's even hard for me to speak on that front, but it, it's been a rough go the last few years for the Rogers camp. Um, last three years, all ninth place finishes um after you won in 2017 you followed it up with a second place it was back-to-back coffee black and that was 2018 and then haven't smelt smelt the playoffs since so i i like the change i like the aggression and 
you know, like you said, since, since the three-way trade, which from my perspective, I thought that you were, if I were to have power ranked the three people in the trade, I would have ranked you third. It just goes to show how much I know about actual fantasy football and it's working out for you, which I'm very glad to hear. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's been some dark years. Cook hasn't seen a competitive uh, grouch squad, so it's good to uh, you know have them have them see what it's all about. And you know, there 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 is that mug out there from uh, back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a great call out. So um, sure. I, I love it. I I love to see the trades. I, I think, and you know, I'm not in everybody's phones or Rolodexes. But it feels like the con. There's more conversations in the last few years, if, uh, as opposed to the the trade rape offers of just trying to prey on the people that maybe weren't in it. Granted, the punishment really remedied that from a few years ago. So, really, really cool. Um, what we're gonna do now, though, for all of the listeners, is um, well, I guess let me let me preface. Call. What are your thoughts on Michigan football this year? How are Wolverines faring thus far? Um, well, um, we're going to stick to the football field. Um, they look pretty good. Uh, I mean, what, they ran the last 32 plays against Penn State just because they could and they didn't have to throw the ball. And, uh, you know, Penn State's defense, I think, did a good job of shutting down J.J. early, but they just couldn't stop the run and I mean I think we're gonna kind of see a repeat of the last couple years in a couple weeks against Ohio State like Michigan's just built to beat them um it's in Ann Arbor like I don't, I don't think it really matters who is on the you know call being the head coach for the day um but no I think I think we're you know Maryland looked a little scarier earlier this year I don't think that'll be an issue um, and yeah, I think, you know, we'll probably, I think we're going to beat Ohio State by two touchdowns again this year. And then um, I guess we'll see how well uh, the the conquistador did for the playoff this year before it got shut down. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, I read a, I, I read this article about, um, granted, you know, Sherwin Moore probably doesn't have the keys to the entire offense, um, even though he should. Uh, but they were saying that, granted, Michigan was up and didn't need to throw the football, but the article goes to say that the the easiest play to stop or be prepared for is just the run. And in referencing that, like, we don't need to steal your defensive signs. We're just going to run the ball the rest of the game. And, like, let's see if you can stop us mentality. I, I, I kind of like that middle finger to the sky, even if it's only, you know, 1% in, in the back of their mind. I, I think that's super cool. Um, I, I obviously all in on Michigan, my, um, my yearly or my season long prop bet for them to win is trending upwards after that game. So I'm still rooting pretty heavy for them, but the big, big one in a couple of weeks, um, I, I think our defense is a better silo than it's been getting credit for because everything's been around JJ and the offense. So, lo- lo- looking forward to that matchup in a few weeks. 
Oh yeah, gonna be a good one. Be the third year that I've watched it with my brother-in-law, who is a Buckeye, as I think most people know by now. But um, yeah, obviously the first two years watching it together have been great, and he's not a total crazy fucker. So um, it, it's mostly civilized, but um, you know, yeah, looking forward to that one as always. And um, yeah, it was, it was nice to see Edwards get involved a little bit too. He hadn't been doing much this year, but yeah, I think they're they're primed to roll. Whether or not they're going to be able to beat any, you know, anyone outside the Big Ten, we'll see. Yeah, and the latest CFP rankings has Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, Florida State four, with Washington and Oregon and Texas kind of all, all right there on on the outs and. It led to a fun a fun exercise, which I think we'll do now is Paul, let's let's pretend we're the CFP and let's say we only have a four team playoff in our league right now. Um I, I it may, maybe it'll be an easy exercise, maybe it'll it'll have some conversation to it, but let's let's put together our, our college football playoff here as the Dexter Fantasy Football League. Does that sound all right to you? That sounds like a great plan. Okay, perfect. Um, so I, I guess I'll start. I'll, I'll pick a team here, and I'll kind of, I'll give them a seed, and you let me know if you agree or if we need to maybe talk about somebody else. But I think the overwhelming one seed right now, um, maybe not overwhelming. Overwhelming may, may be a little bit strong, but I, I think the Number one contender um, team that we need to have our eyeball on as the best team in the league, potentially to win the championship, is 5-0 and in their own division um, on a two-game heater and has a really strong team to boot, and that's Toe Knife. So I'm giving Munzel the one seed here. Um, any any arguments, want, want to maybe – Put somebody else there. What do you what do you think about my about the the one seed? Yeah, I think that that one is pretty solid right now. I think um, you know, especially you know, it, it, he's been solid all year. Whole body of work to this point is kind of what I take into account in this position of power for now. Yeah, and, and, and it, then you also it, look. He he's only made eight moves all year. So, like, this team's been solid from top to bottom all year. One right. And so my, 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 my only hesitation when I say that is I, I'm guessing the two seed that we're going to discuss has given him one of his two losses. So I would, that, that, that head-to-head matchup is so important in the CFP. Uh, granted, Georgia hasn't played anybody massive, at least on, on the ranking side of things. However, I, I I do think eight wins is enough to catapult you to one. I think it's hard to beat somebody twice, so I, I think we do have the one seed correct. So, Tall, you can do the two seed, the three seed, the four seed. You can get rid of somebody if you want. Where, where do you want to go from here in our CFP playoff? Um, hmm. Let's uh. Go ahead and get. We're going to eliminate somebody here because what Love they that. usually do, 
they do usually do like one, maybe they do one, two, three, but let's go to six. Second okay. team out or of the top four. I'm gonna drop uh backwoods Cleopatra down to six. Um not enough firepower when it matters. Um, just that, you know, can score a bunch of points, but also gives up a bunch of points, no defense. Like this is your classic big 12 champ who just gets left out because they fucking blew a game. Wow. I, that's so interesting. Backwoods Cleopatra, um, not in your top four, you know, they, they have lost two straight. If you take a look at the Mo camp, they're five and five led by Lamar and, you know, Heisman hopeful Christian McCaffrey, um, the schedule to remain, they got to go through um, Cook and Tall, but then they also have Havy and Skyver at the end of the year. So um, there, there's room there to go four and zero. But in years past, we have seen this team unable to get it done down the stretch. So Tall, I will agree with you that backwards Cleopatra is on the out looking in here in Week Ten. Well, so then, yup. So then I'm going to, I'm going to get the two seed in here. I, I think this is pretty chalk one, two, um, uh, potentially some conversation about if this guy should be the two seed or the three seed. Um, if, if you look at the strength of schedule, um, has some pretty big wins under his belt against can't sleep, need more players. He's beaten toe knife, taking out. Hey, Hey, Captain Jack beat backwoods, Cleopatra playing. Well, got looking to go back to back, which is always hard to do in your two seed. Ladies and gentlemen, the foggy do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Agree with that. hundred percent. Um, like you said, he has already knocked off the one seed, so you know it's got to count for something. But yeah, I would say there's definitely some whispers behind, you know. Um, but no, I, I agree with two. Perfect. <laughs> this, this was fun. Where where are we headed next, Tall? Uh, well, I think we could probably get three out of the way because I think it's pretty surefire. Four in a row uh, derailed me when I was on three in a row after some big moves. So I even couldn't fend that off right now. Couldn't fend off the stack. So um, can't sleep. Need more players. Going to be that three seed uh, right now. And like you said, like we mentioned, there's going to be some whispers at the potential two. Um, I don't have the schedule up, so I don't know if they're going to go head to head or if he's. Um, should have something left with Munzel, I believe, because we're in the same division. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, those I think those top three are pretty solid. Yeah, I, I think can't sleep. Need more players in the three spot is perfect. Um, on a four game heater, has a very, very probably one of the tougher stretches to finish the season. Um, it, you could you could argue that depending on how you view um, uh, juice in the drought, but Van Hoof goes Munzel, Kokalis, Cook, Kokalis to end the year. So um, if he can have breath number, he can end the year with two wins against his rival. 
That three seed can only go up from here. I think it's a perfect spot for can't sleep, need more players. Um, so we got one spot left in our CFP playoff here. Um, uh, I'm going to do us a solid, and I'm going to currently remove the two, three, and seven teams. Uh, I don't think they need to be a part of this conversation. Any objections there? Uh, no. No, I think okay. we're good there. Perfect. So that so, would leave one, one in, one out. And then, so that would be in order of left, Brett, myself, you, and Eric Cook. That's correct. For one in, one out. Um, I, I think this kicks it over to my lead. And I mean, I know when you released the initial rankings a few weeks ago, you didn't take into account the head-to-head -head win I do have over Brett. So... I'm going to have to go ahead and insert myself right into that four hole. So, um, you know, I, I'd be interesting, interested to see what you think about that, but I'm going to go ahead and take it. Oliver, I fucking love this attitude. I, I love this. This is a guy that wants it. He wants to go in this year and he wants to be holding two mugs, bashing them together, Hulk Hogan style. Let's fucking go Tolliver, I'm not even going to argue it. I'm sorry to the other teams that are five and five and four and six. Tolliver just dropped his schlong into the four hole, and I'm going to go with it. Let's do it, Tolliver. You're in the four spot, taking on Toe Knife in the one four matchup in our CFP playoff. Way to go, T. Now we're here. Going to get another crack at him here toward the end of the year. We'll go right in there, you know, whatever bowl they pick. <laughs> I absolutely love it, man. How, how fun. And the it just excites me for next season when the college playoff is 12 teams and everybody's going to get in. You don't have to worry about, you know, do we take juice in the drought? Do we take Hey Hey Captain Jack? Does Grouch's Royal Flush get a fair shake of things? Like all of those teams, the – Texas, the Oregon, the LSU, like all of these teams are going to have a dog in the fight, and that's going to be some crazy ass football. Oh yeah, that's going to be exciting. This uh, this would have been a great year to kick it off too, because I feel like even at the top one, two, three this year, you don't really know. You know, obviously it's going to gravitate toward Georgia based on recent history, but I don't know that. There, I feel like there is not a whole lot of separation from the you know top six, seven teams. Maybe it would have been a great year this year, but um, just yeah, next year, next year is going to be a blast. Yeah, super well said. And uh, let's let's do one more. We we got some time here. Let, let, let's do one more. Uh, um, I guess hypothetical situation here, Todd. Let's. Let's also sit here and look as the look down at our league as the Heisman Heisman committee. Um, so we're, we're, what we're going to do is we're each going to send, you know, they start with the Heisman finalist list and then it always ends up with you know three or four guys in New York. Uh, we'll make it four for even numbers. So through 10 weeks in the season, let's each nominate two players from certain teams that we think um, 
are worthy of Heisman, the Heisman Award here in the Fantasy Football League. And we already talked about this, but I'll, I'll preface it with, with everyone that's listening, is let's do our best to not make them quarterbacks. Um, that's just kind of a given in fantasy football. So someone other than a quarterback that might be deserving of pulling their team or doing everything they can to keep bringing their team wins or however you see fit. I'd love to hear your take on that. Yeah. um, I think everyone would probably pick this if they were in my shoes and um, stealing an easy one from our gracious host here. But um, I mean, and it's not even really a Homer pick, but Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun God, like, Looking at his season log here and two games under 14 points. One, two. Yeah, I mean, two right around 25, but just consistent. He missed one game, but Mr. Consistency, you know, he's, you know, just stacking up the targets and the catches. It's, you know, rare he drops one. So um, just. Inside and out, like you're going to get a solid 15 out of him, pretty much is a lock. Yeah, I, I think that's a phenomenal pick. And if memory serves, um, he was sandwiched in the third round of some $50 wide receivers because I remember I drafted Wilson, and I don't remember the exact figure that I have to look, but Wilson was a 50, 50 guy. Amon Ra was a 50 guy, and then Devontae Adams was another 50 dog. So, um, I, I, obviously Garrett Wilson not even having a, having having any silverware at this table, but Amon Ra St. Brown I think is a great selection for uh, a guy that would be worthy of some Heisman votes here um, for Team uh, Toe Knife. That's a great pick. Um, I, I'll keep mine. I keep mine pretty straightforward. Um, this guy was not on the Heisman radar even remotely through the first five weeks. Um, no one. He, if he was preseason, he fell off very, very quickly. But in the last five weeks, has just been an absolute monster. Uh, we mentioned him before. Uh, he has scored 107 points in his last four outings. None other than C.D. Lamb catapulting the can't sleep need more players to a four game win streak you don't do it without cd um and i think that is exactly the type of thing you're looking for when you're trying to pick a heisman yeah i i like that pick um just yeah obviously hey it's not all about you know the full season you see plenty of guys win the heisman uh because they got hot late and their teams won, and that's exactly what's happening right now midseason. Couldn't agree more. All right. So my second selection here, this is just the Toe Knife podcast. Um, once and always, we're going right back to the well again. My least moves in the league. Travis Etienne is just a solid back and has a very high floor and it's shown all year i i really wanted him um but just didn't you know spent my money in bad places you know at the block but um 
Yeah, it's he's only got two, three single digit games, but everything else is almost over twenty, if not over twenty. So um already through the bye, playing in the AFC South. Um you know that that's gonna be um he's gonna be a huge asset. So I don't I don't expect him slowing down. Two Heisman finalists on your roster. There, there's no, there's no doubt you're the one seed. I, I, I can't disagree with you. E- Etn, 155 points. Uh, he's a, he's running back two or running back. No, he's definitely running back three right now. Um, great, great pick, tall, and I'll, I'll take the chalk pick here. It's definitely worth mentioning. Uh, Got to give Christian McCaffrey his flowers here. Um, he's the only he's the only non-quarterback in the 200 point category through 10 weeks. Uh, pretty fair to say without him, um, backwoods Cleopatra would not be five and five and not be in all of these conversations. Um, granted, Mo has a good team, but it is only catapulted by um, one Christian McCaffrey, who. I, I'm gonna. I would say is the favorite to to win this award thus far. Um, there's still a lot to be uh, played out. Granted, um, as just one committee member here, I certainly value the how, how far your team goes. And granted, I get it. Sometimes it's a regular season award, but that's semantics right now. So I, I think CMC could be the favorite. Um, but the rest of most team is going to have to try and pull their weight so he can have some uh, high leverage moments here come the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with, I agree with that. McCaffrey's always uh solid. Um, and yeah, they've San Fran's got some big games coming and it really doesn't matter who's in or out for San Francisco. Um, Cause they're usually pretty banged up, but Love it. Well, Tal, that that was super fun. What what a good exercise. I I always love doing that kind of random shit. So, um, without further ado, and without any advertisements, let's talk week eleven. Are you ready? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, man. That sounds great. So we got we got huge matchups. Um. It looks like we have mostly cross-divisional, if I'm looking at it correctly. Um, but where, where should we start? You, you, you point us somewhere on the map, and we'll go. Um, let's um, let's go. Foggy dew and summer breeze. Foggy dew and summer breeze. I, I absolutely love it. A little, uh, we got another central battle this week here, Todd. There, there's a lot of that going around lately. Oh, sorry, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. Not, not this matchup. That's that is a, just a false. That is just a false statement. Um, foggy, foggy dew versus summer breeze. Jeff in week two, um, all but pantsed. Summer Breeze, 136 to 87. Um, looking at it from a buy perspective, um, 
Havi is out both Jonathan Taylor and Demario Douglas, while Jeff is going to have to sit his New Orleans reception king, AK-47, and Michael Pittman. Two two starters on Jeff's team that are going to have to take, sit this one out. What do you like, Tal? How, what do you think of this matchup? Yeah, I mean, pretty even on paper here. Um, you know, Jeff's still working on his flex position. I'd imagine that is going to be Adam Thielen because um, Carolina's going to be throwing the ball a lot to keep up with Dallas. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm leaning Jeff here. I can see how... You know, the savvy two-time mug holder is going to hang around. But I think at the end of the day, the you know, getting Kyler Murray in the lineup, seeing how that goes could pay off. But uh, Derrick Henry, Swift is going to be in a probably a shootout Monday night against Kansas City. Um, early game with Jamar Chase, you know, that's a big one in that division. Um, and the, uh, the Depot Kittle stack it's you know when they're spreading the ball around um they they get it done so um i'm i'm gonna go ahead and take jeff here uh to put Havlin pretty much on the brink would have to win out and get some point luck because you know i think jeff won from six and eight last year so um but you don't want to be that close to the brink either <laughs> yeah I- I, I think we're I think next week I don't I'd have to look to see who I'm playing. That'll be the first week where we really can start having a much clearer view of of what's gonna be needed from a playoff perspective. But um I, I like the I like the Jeff pick. I really do. Um I basically get to make this pick for this reason once a year. Um and, and I'm gonna take the opportunity to do that now in I'm taking Jeff for the sole reason that I know he's going to be in a tree stand over the weekend. Um, uh, today, November 15th is when we're recording is the opener for gun season here in Michigan. And, and Je- Jeffy B will likely be up North for the, for the lions game against the bears and, and do some hunting with his friends and family. You, you can't fuck with those vibes. Those are vibes that create wins. So I'm taking Jeff too from nothing near fantasy football perspective. And it, it it worked for me last year. And I'm going to hope it works for me again this year. All right. One for one. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Well, let's uh, speaking of um, like you and I, we have our, our our college rivalry matchup this week. We're going to look at another one of those uh, we got Juice in the drought going up against Bullfrog. Five and five BK and three and seven four give. It's do or die time here if you're Bullfrog. Um, it's a divisional matchup, an opportunity to claw, make a two-game swing against one of your divisional foe, and Brett, you, you got to go get him or else you're going to hear about it for the rest of the season. Um, unfortunately for Skiv, and 
maybe it's actually fortunate um he's going to be out his his star rookie although it feels like i think skyver has had every rookie on his team from cj stroud to Bijan to jackson smith and jigba it uh, feels like skyver is just just running the bk system with with the young kids but at any rate brett is Got a little bit of a buy issue as well with Ramondre Stevenson in the path and Drake London out of the Falcons as well. Um, Brett's team is consistently consistent. Um, there's not a ton of boom or bust on this team. It's just good, solid, consistent fantasy football. They're really the only real bust that he's had thus far as Tony Pollard has not been great. Um, you hope maybe they get him going against a shitty Carolina. Um, I'm going to take Skyver here just to try and keep things exciting for team bullfrog. I I'd love for this to be, you know, a four or five hell six horse race here down the stretch. Um, I, I know that's probably not a bad, uh, or that is a bad thing to say out of the dirty flip-flops camp, but as a as a fan of chaos, I, I think this team can have enough. And I mean, for God's sakes, Calvin Ridley has got to do something eventually, right? So I, it's a little bit of a wing and a prayer here. I, I don't think it's the right pick, but I, I think it's the pick that's needed. I am taking Skyver over Kokalis. Yeah, I mean... It's not the pick that's needed, but it is the right pick. I think you got it. Um, Skyver's team, I've liked it all season. It just doesn't, I don't know, got some luck in there, of course. But, yeah, Brett, uh, (coughs) I mean, Christian Watson and the Flex don't like that whatsoever. He uh, doesn't seem to be in tune with Jordan Love. but, yeah, I mean, C.J. Stroud coming on that one against Arizona, probably going to be a shootout. That's probably going to be entertaining to watch. Um, really like Brees Hall. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, Calvin Ridley's got to do something. And, uh, you know, what better time at home against Tennessee? And then, um, you know, Vegas going to be throwing the ball all day to keep up in Miami. So I think Adams is going to have a nice, you know, 25-30 burger for him here this week. And, um. Yeah. No. It's it could come down to Tank Dell and Noah Brown, Houston receivers, uh, both pretty hot with Nico Collins out. Um. But uh, no, I'm going Skyver here too. Love it. Absolutely love it. Tall. That's uh, that's a pick we'll likely look back on in a week and be like, that was stupid. But you know, I just got this. I got this feeling. Skyver is long from out of this thing yet, even though his heels are are, are on the edge. So I I think it's a good pick. We're going to stick with that. Um, And then we'll jump over to, well, you you tell me, Tal, we got, we got two big matchups left to go through. Which one do you like better? Yeah, let's, um, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll save the top dogs for last. Let's go. Hey, hey, Captain Jack, and some backwoods. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, hey, hey, Captain Jack, four and six, the Minnesota kid, Cook, against backwoods Cleopatra. Is this a 
in-state battle? Is Mo in Wisconsin? I believe Mo is in Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay, so so that 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 wouldn't yeah. make sense as well. Yeah, oh, he's 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 in he's in lacrosse, I believe. Okay, yeah, that's Wisconsin. Okay, so not yeah. an in an in state matchup. No. That again, total fail here as as the host of Hank's Hot Takes. I mean, Minnesota and Wisconsin do, you know, they don't like each other. So you know, it's something there. Yeah, it, it feels like they both want to claim that they're the land of the lakes, and we we we, we both know who has that rightful title. So, if you're cook, yeah, we got the great lakes. If if you're cook, you are rejoiced to have your starting team uh, back in the lineup. Um, that that makes Cook a dangerous man against anybody. And then if you're Mo, um, no, nothing too concerning here. This is a pretty full strength matchup. He does have New Orleans Rashid Shahid sitting out. That doesn't I, I don't imagine that changed his lineup at all. Um I I can't believe this is gonna come out of my mouth, but I'm taking Mo here. I I'm I'm taking the Heisman hopeful. Um I, I agree with you. I think Saquon like that offense like they can't pass the ball. I mean, that was just so evident this this last week with Danny DeVito or whatever that guy's name is at quarterback, um, and and Lamar playing at an MVP caliber. DK, Mike Evans, Nico Collins, DJ Hawkinson. It's just a team that that rings fantasy football. Um, I've picked Cook a ton this year, and every time I say you can't pick against. Mahomes and Kelsey, um, they're playing Philly on Monday night. So I think if there is a time to pick against them, perhaps this is it. Uh, that, that's a that's a great way for me to eat some crow when they go for 70 Monday night to take care of business. Uh, however, I'm, I'm going to stick with my guns here. Backwoods Cleopatra in, in an absolute slugfest. Yeah, I mean, James Conner back for Mo is huge. He could fill a potential Saquon hole if need be. And shout out Mo. I know I left you out a little bit ago, but Mr. Devin Singletary on the bench in waiting. Um, one of my favorite end of season fantasy players has put up some 20 burgers when I needed it the most in the past. And uh, just great, great guy to have on the roster there, Mo. Um, that said, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to disagree here. This one's got Cook written all over it. You know, he doesn't want to be four and seven. Um, you know, as much as we want Kansas City and Philly to be a shootout, it's probably going to be one of those 24, 23 games. Um, but, I mean, all three of those touchdowns could be Mahomes to Kelsey and um Again, Miami Vegas shootout. He's got a couple pieces there. Um, DJ Moore at Detroit. Like we see what receivers can do to Detroit. They let up, they let the top dog go and beat you everywhere. Try to beat you everywhere else. So, um, you know, I think that getting Daryl Henderson in your flex for me. There you go. You know, that's a winning move. Um, Right there in Seattle, he's had some good games there in the past against them. So I think Cook gets back on track here. And uh, we're, we're going to have a barn burner in the three rivers, even though uh, 
toe knife is kind of pulled away and you know can't sleep we could be looking at you know pretty uh pretty lopsided playoff picture this year potentially if uh cook gets this done like i think he will i i absolutely love that pick tall um i I know it kind of contradicts what I said about our our playoff picture, um, but I I think that's going to be that could be the matchup of the week. That that's going to be one where both teams desperately want to stay within reach of Munzel if possible, and certainly that that six win is super vital. So that that will be one to keep our eye on, and then um, the the man that has the best chance to run down the, the the number one seed or, or the buy out of the three rivers division is can't sleep need more players who has got the the tall task of taking on toe knife um it's it's a full strike matchup that that's always what you want to hear um if you're both of these managers Munzel of course eight and two who uh, took care of can't sleep in week three. Uh, took him by about 33 points. That's a, a bit of a beat down in the fantasy football perspective. But can't sleep. Need more players is four games in a row, and and his his bread and butter is playing the worst team in the league in Carolina. So tall. What what do you think here, man? Where's where's uh what's your head telling you here for this? This heavyweight matchup. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kamish has got this one. Um, it's gonna. I think this is gonna be the best game of the weekend, outside of you know rooting for ours naturally. But um, this is. I think this is gonna be the top one to keep an eye on, just to you know that battle at the top. But you know, Kamish is hot. Um, so that, that's just what makes me lean that way, especially seeing, you know, Cup, Lamb, Brown, like that's solid. Um, the Kincaid, Davis, and Buffalo, I mean, that's always tough. I mean, you see Jeff doing it. We talked about the Kittle, Debo, um, you know, and Stephon Diggs isn't, you know, him and Josh Allen got something going on, so it might not be the worst. But I uh, mean, they struggle with the Jets too, though, but. I think it'll be a get right game for them. So I, I think uh, I'm going to go ahead and take commish here. That's a great pick tall. And this is a, this is a rock and a hard place pick for me because my preseason champ uh, was Van Hoof, who obviously we, you know, have, we've discussed at nauseum is riding a four game heater. Um, but as this podcast knows, and as his standing suggests, uh, you know, I, I, we like Munzel on this show. We like team. We like team Tone Knife. Always have, probably always will. Always seems to put together a team that that fits my eye well. Uh, that there's a there's a shout to to our three man scramble after after we drill the birdie putt. You know that that fits my eye pretty well. Um, and we in week three uh, when I had Mo on the show, we actually forgot to pick this one, which uh, was almost a saving grace because I, I do like these teams. Um, and just just to stir the pot a little bit here, Tall, I'm gonna stick with the big gun. I'm gonna stick with Munzel. I think he knocks Van Hoof off and all but secures 
his bye, going up three games with three to play. Um, I, I just think Munz's team is good. Um, Herbert and Eckler at Green Bay is a favorable matchup, and it's it, Dak and CD are probably you know when we when we have the discussion at the end of the year and we do the end of the season votes, you know, stack of the year is definitely going to be a conversation. And these two have catapulted themselves up that ranking. However, um, playing Carolina, if you get up too quickly and it's not CD lamb that does it, um, you know, do you, do you call off the dogs early enough? If you're up three or four scores that, that gives me some, some tentativeness, especially if, as that's Van Hoof's big gun. So I, I'm taking Munzel here. I I don't love the pick, but I, I I'm stick I'm sticking with the hot uh, or I'm sticking with the guy that leads the division by two games, and I think that's for a good reason. All right, split split the board. Woo! Yes, we have, and Tolliver Rogers. That brings us. To week eleven, it is time. the The picks have been made. The waiver wires have been claimed. A couple of trades in there. Good for you, Tall. Um, I, I got nothing else, man. I hope everybody's doing great. Um, we'll have we'll hopefully get a pre Thanksgiving episode out to you guys next week. But Tolliver, the as the show goes, the final word is yours, my man. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate uh, you bringing me on the one my one time this year. It's good to be, uh, you know, on the show and some better graces about the season and, you know, excited to be in the fight and try to get in this thing because we all know anything happens there. Um, but, yeah, no, hope everyone's well, enjoys the holiday season and, um, you know, it's always going to be fun. So I'm no, just looking forward to uh you know, getting this under wraps. Hopefully I'm the one picking where we're going next year, but um, I think at this point, anybody in charge of that is going to knock it out of the park as we've proven. So I'm looking forward to it. Love it. Fellas. Cheers.